Welcome, everybody, to uh, episode 43 of XN Interviews. This is our uh, one-year anniversary. Congratulations, JX. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's crazy. Um, One year. Yeah. Um, And we have a couple of uh, people from Kabam with us. Uh, You want to introduce them? Yeah. So today we have Kabam Ein. Pretty sure I said that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) And uh, Kabam Fell joining us tonight. It's going to be a spicy interview. Howdy. Yeah, um, should be really interesting. I'm super excited. Um, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Kabam Ein, this is your interview, technically. So uh, <laughs> how did you get uh, started with Kabam? And um, did you play MCOC before? Like very briefly before. So I didn't really play MCOC before I started at Kabam. Um, but I, I started playing like when I started thinking about Kabam as a place that I... Uh, was thinking about working. So that's that's sort of where my journey with MCOC and with Kabam started. Um, I had a, a former coworker of mine. We worked together at a previous studio. He worked at Kabam now. Uh, in fact, he is a champion designer as well. So it was like exactly the same position. And he said, hey, I think you'd, I think you'd be a good fit for this. You should, uh, you should apply. Um, and so I wanted to get a feel for you know, what this Kabam studio was all about. And MCOC was clearly like the big thing that they were doing. So that that was my first download of, of the contest is I downloaded it and sort of played it for a, a weekend um, and then decided after that, like, okay, this is a, this is a company that I think I can work for. Awesome. Um, so what is your uh, title for people that don't know? Uh, I'm the lead champion designer these days. Oh, really? Okay. So um, I think uh, in an interview with BG, you said your first champion was uh, Phoenix, right? Yes, sir. And uh, how well do you think her uh, her meta has held up? <laughs> um, I mean, I held up seems to imply there was one to start with, right? <laughs> um, oh, my. <laughs> so not, not, not great. Um, I still think her loop is cool. Like her core gameplay of um you know she controls this resource of her phoenix force with her special attacks so building and spending it and then indirectly through that you control um how quickly she sort of builds up those furies uh but the the juice kind of isn't there these days um and her she doesn't have a whole lot in the way of like modern utility either so um yeah, right now there's probably too many hoops to jump for for the reward in her kit. Um, yeah. But I, I still think the core gameplay is is there and is still interesting. Brennan says she's got a six synergy through Professor X, though. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of champions out there like that, right? It's an easy way, relatively easy way for us to inject a little bit of power into a champion that, you know, could use it um, or make a make a loop that's challenging just a little bit easier to to squeak through that sort of thing so that's a common common thing that that we do to to try and you know what do I, what's the word i want to use shore up a champion that that needs a little bit of help okay so, so who are some of your favorite champions Ooh, um there are a lot um 
the ones that like I like to use kind of regularly, um, Cap Infinity War has been like like carried me through two acts of content. Um, I got a six star Cap like a couple months ago, and then somehow managed to dupe him. So I'm super stoked on that. Um, nice. I uh, I've been I've been hunting Doc Ock since I made him years ago, and only maybe six months ago did I finally get him as well. So I've been really enjoying actually getting to play him live. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been been trying to up my ghost game recently. Um, I I really want to rank up my Tigra and start using her more. I really like her her mechanics. I think she could be super super cool to play. Um, but my my five star Tigra is still only like rank three or something. Um, and I got a six star Diablo the other other day, so that's gonna eat up my my uh, Mystic cats for a while. <clears throat> uh, and Sunspot is another one that I use use very very regularly um i really like his gameplay loop of sort of like spending your incinerates and then consuming them back into yourself um i think his gameplay is super tight um the just the sort of timings of things um the way the power works out in your initial loop to um land a bunch of special attack or land a bunch of hits charge in land a bunch of hits charge in and then you can let that heavy run and if you can split the difference on those two really quick hits at the end of the heavy animation there's like just enough power there if you've done everything right to get the second special one in right away um so i really appreciate those tight little timings that he's got built into his loop um and hulkbuster i uh um, yeah started using him um when all of the cav cav buffs went to like if you have a shock you're awesome um and the more i play him the more i've really enjoyed his his post rework loop the little short little unblockables mm-hmm. and trying to find a find a block and um you know i've started even doing things like just dashing in at an opponent you see their block go up and you just cancel the dash into your special attack just before you get to them to bust through their block and get the big stun or the big power lock so yeah um i've really been enjoying playing him recently as well I have to add that I'm a huge fan of Hulkbuster because he was my first ever five star that I pulled. Yeah, so I love a real nice. soft spot for Hulkbuster for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was Ronan for me. He was my first ever five star way back in the day. Ooh, Ronan. <laughs> uh, so when you said you're looking for champs, is that five and six star? Or is that just six star? Six star would be better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, of no, five. <laughs> like we're we're not so far um, into the six star meta that like five yeah. stars are totally non viable unless you're like Masters Alliance Four or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's there's still there's still definitely I think a lot of use in a five star. So yeah, obviously six stars are like the big game in town <laughs> when you're when you're way up near the end game. But um, I still get super stoked. Like if I was to pull a, a, fi- a five star apocalypse tomorrow, I would. I would jump and scream, right? And <laughs> yeah, I would not too. care that he's only a five. Like I pulled him as a four star the other day and I was excited about that. So that's very awesome. nice. I pulled a five star Elsa Bloodstone yes the other day and I was super excited. Ooh. Nice, nice. It's another sort yeah. of sleep sleeper champion with some some strong advocates in the community if you find the right little yeah. the right little pocket of people. For sure. Um <clears throat> So I had a, a couple people ask me to ask you about uh, Psylocke. Um, so what, how do you think uh, she's holding up in the current meta? And, and uh, what are your overall thoughts on your, her uh, character design? Yeah. Uh, oh, man, that's another one from, 
from a ways ago, right? <laughs> how do you yeah. think your how do you think your first <laughs> couple stabs at this thing you've been doing for for a number of years now is how do they look compared to what you can do now? Um, <laughs> I I still feel kind of the same way about her that I do about Phoenix. I think she's got a really cool um, core gameplay loop. I really like the the mechanic around trying to drag your opponent back and forth across the the power bars and the way that her special one lines up to do that. Um, I like the skill expression that's possible when you get your opponent dragged right down to sort of zero power and you can you can sort of get them back into the corner and just backdraft intercept them into oblivion or whatever. Um, so I, I really like all of that. Um, but again, her, her damage output is not like amazing unless you, unless you bring some of the right synergies. Um, we, we were a little conservative on her tuning uh, because we were a little bit afraid about afraid of that loop where she could get you locked at that no power state and if you didn't have some sort of power gain or whatever she was just going to leave you in the corner and and thanks for coming out um so i uh i played it a little bit safe in her her damage output to to try and compensate for that because we she was sort of unique in the meta at the time or unique in the game at the time to really be able to shut power down to zero um and they the only other sort of champion at the time that was similar was magic and she can be a bit of a problem when she gets rolling with that special too um the ai really relies on having a special attack available to them to sort of get them out of a tough spot if they get backed into a corner or something and they didn't have that special available to them then just about anybody in the game can sort of heavy loop them into oblivion so um we're a little little nervous about that so played it a little bit safe you know hindsight or several years of of game development later maybe it Maybe it was a bit of an overcompensation, but uh, I still think her again. The gameplay loop is good. And the numbers are could be a bit higher, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, so <laughs> Doc in uh, chat is asking why. Uh, is there a reason you guys gave her a negative fifty percent block? Perfect block. Sorry, I. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I I had to go like double check her stats. I'd be like, really? Minus fifty percent perfect block? What was I doing? So the only thing that I can think of is um is like way back in the day we were we were still worried about the old perfect block synergy team meta. Um mm -hmm. and uh I definitely remember thinking that her, you know her block shouldn't be great. Because she has this ability to like lock you down in the corner and and back and and just intercept like a mad mad person. So um, that's that's the best answer I can I can give you. Um, I don't I I went back through my notes or I don't have any notes about like why she was she could do this or anything. So um, okay, I'll be honest. I w I had totally forgotten that was even a thing. And I had to right. go look it up when you when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um... So how was the uh, process from when you started in 2016 to now? I mean... The process to, like, make a champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, Is it, like, it's, completely different? Well, we still make champions. Right. right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, at, at its core, the process is sort of the same, right? It's it's here's the champion you need to make, um, design the champion, make the champion, bug fix the champion, ship the champion, right? Um, so the like the high points are still there, but almost every little detail 
of that process has seen some sort of iteration or changeover. Um, I'll, I'll, there's a lot more planning that happens now than did you know five six years ago. Um, we're we're doing a much better job of like having having a solid identity for each of the different classes. Um, planning as a as a whole like as a whole design team, um, but especially as the the champions team planning for the future of those classes and and what directions we want them to move and where different abilities should live so that you know you really get a strong sense of like the classic one is like mystics nullify buffs cosmics have a lot of buffs right so there's there's more in-depth interactions than that but um there's a lot more planning and coordination around that sort of um that sort of stuff so it um that lets our our champion designs work you know way more harmo harmoniously with each other um, we're planning the champion designs, them, or at least the the high level bullet points of what this the goals for this champion should be much, much, much earlier now. Um, it's a much more collaborative process, so the, so the whole team again has a chance to get involved in that that plan and um, what we think these champions should do and where we want them to try and make a splash and that sort of thing. Um, and ultimately, that's that's making our whole team. Uh, way more on the same page, right? We have this this interesting challenge all the time as a team where at some point, just about every decision that everybody on the team makes is going to affect everybody else on the team in some way. Um, the, the targets that I have for my champions are very much dependent on decisions that other people on the, the dev team have made. Right? Where who are the strong defenders, and why are they why are they strong? What hooks have we left in their kit to try and create an attacker that can counter them later? That sort of thing, um, and that requires like a lot of people distributed across different rooms, not talking to each other in that moment where they have to make that decision, but with enough shared understanding of of the ultimate goal and how we're trying to get there. That you know, I don't I don't want a team full of people who are going to make exactly the same decision as me. Um, I, one of me, I think, is enough per studio. I'm not sure if the team could handle <laughs> twice of me. But more importantly, like my decisions aren't always the best, right? I've I've started using this line with some of the, the guys at work all the time, um, or the people at work all the time. Um, my My favorite best idea is somebody else's, because I didn't have to come up with it. <laughs> But it's that that's coordination and having the people around you to sort of feed off of and and because everybody knows where we're trying to to go, um, I can trust those decisions are are going to work later when we start coordinating them. Um, and then just stuff like we have more time per champion now than we used to. It's 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 a much more yeah. complicated process um, than it used to be. Not. I mean, technically somewhat, right? There's just more things that a character can do. We have more tools, more, you know, types of abilities, that sort of stuff. But also there are more champions, there are more game modes, there are more quest buffs that get used regularly. There, um, So it's just a more complicated problem to solve every time you try and release champion into the game these days. And, and that's sort of only going to kind of get more and more complicated as the game gets bigger and bigger. So, um that's that's an, that's been an interesting challenge for us as well, uh, and then we do a much better job of showing our our designs off earlier now. 
Um, we do wider reviews outside of the, the sort of immediate design team where anybody on the team pretty much who wants to have a chance to review our, our champions while they're still on paper, we haven't actually started making them in the software yet. Um, that's the easy time to change them dramatically, that sort of thing. Um, so we, we were much more proactive about inviting people in to see our work earlier. Um, and then we do a much better, uh, much better job post character launch than we used to as well. Um, we've we've really honed in and, and sort of formalized our postmortem process. Um, you know, we've always tracked champions post launch to see how they were, you know, how they were working, um, whether they were hitting the goals that we wanted, that sort of thing. Um, but we've made that process much more. Um, not regimented, but much more regular. Um, there's there's a, an exact moment where we're going to look at every single champion. You know, we we pick that point carefully to try and balance um, taking a look at the champion early enough that it it hasn't settled forever, and and if we have to have to change something. You know, it's it's not too late in the game, but also we need to wait a little bit because it takes a little bit of time for a, a champion to sort of fully develop in the meta. Um, it takes a little bit of time for players to figure out all of the quirks um, and how strong they're actually going to be, and just to like get access to the champion as well. So it takes a little bit while, a little while before um, the data that we have on the champion's performance live is is something that's super super solid. Um, and then the the last thing that we've really tried to to improve in the time that I've been here is just um, um, our communication about the champions. Uh, mostly to to you guys to the community um to the the content creators program yeah. um you know the spotlights have have slowly improved not as maybe you know um over time we've got the dev notes in them and and since we got uh dave on board and he's doing deep dives now so you know getting um getting the designs off to the people who are are writing those things um getting dave involved in you know playtesting champions and early on so that um you know, we're we're arming the rest of the team to talk about the champions in in an informed and accurate way as as early as possible. Awesome. I'm going to stop there because I can keep going. <laughs> this is what I do, yeah. sir. Like this is this is my day to day. So my bread and butter. If you want to talk about that kind of stuff, that's I okay. I'll, I'll, I will ramble <laughs> forever. No, that's, that's awesome. Good, man. That's, Go that's ahead, Jay. Awesome. You got some. Yeah, it's been awesome seeing the contest evolve. Like you're talking about your first champs, you know, you have that Dormammu Phoenix, and they're so old. And you look at like now, it's like wow, so much has changed since since then. So it's really awesome to see. Um, also, you know, testing and everything has just been really cool. Especially since I've gone to the CCP, see the you know behind the curtain, it's like wow, a lot a lot goes on. Um, so yeah. speaking of that, what is uh, what's the reason behind your Kabam name? We ask this to every Kabam guest we have on. <laughs> Um, I had to, I had to pick one. <laughs> of course. There was, there was like one day, I, I forget exactly what was happening. I think I was, was posting onto the forums or I was being referenced in something or I don't know, but somebody, somebody from the community team came and said, Hey, you need to, you need to pick a Kabam name. Um, and so I, I just like, I'm, um, it's a cowboy bebop reference. So yeah. I, I, it's a, uh, an anime that I, I personally really enjoy. Um, and it was uh, so it had a little bit of a kind of a personal bend for me, um, and I, I I can't read my own Kabam name without like getting a flash in my in my brain of like a fluffy corgi butt. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of a nice side effect as well. Um, but it was just a, I was just sliding a, a cowboy bebop cowboy bebop reference in. I and I have a shared love for cowboy bebop. As a fun fact, I have a 
tattoo of Spike's swordfish on my forearm. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have no tattoos. I'm afraid (laughs) of needles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, uh, Ayn, what is your uh, favorite type of content right now? My favorite type of content right now. Oh. (laughs) Made you think. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard to say because they're different. Like, it sort of depends on how I'm feeling, right? Like, um, I've really enjoyed some of our our more recent act content. Um, some of the bosses that we've we've done recently, um, sort of grand grandmaster and and post, um, are are really cool. But also, I'm like not always up for that. Right, that's a that's a bit of an endeavor. You can't just be. I'm just going to do a quick run here, you know, or I'm going to punch a couple of fights out. So, um, for for that sort of thing, like like AQ is sort of the the go to there, right? Alliance Quest is sort of the go to there, um, and it's, so it's nice to just have that consistency. Like I I know I know my path. I know what times I need to log in because my my alliance mates will have you know opened up section two at this time and then I can go in and just punch those. And so there's there's nice something that's sort of like soft and reassuring and and swaddling about being in this 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 fight for the the thousandth time. Um so it's sort of like where am I how much energy do I have? Um and then I, I I do I do really like Alliance War like when it's at its best. Um, the the idea of like the the opposing alliance sets down a challenge for for your alliance to overcome. Um, and and when it's you know sort of working well, um, you can you can get quite a bit of variety there. And so that that's really interesting to me. Um, and I, I also like the the defensive end of that as well. Like I like. Well, hopefully I like, you know, um, RPG systems and, and character yeah. collection and that sort of thing. So being given um, like a, a sort of a big pool of champions to to place and, and trying to come up with cool and interesting and tricky combinations of quest nodes on top of the, the champion kits um, sort of scratches a whole other itch for me as well. So I really like that. Um, and I, 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 I love incursions when it just goes bonkers <laughs> but you just right. you just you get that right combination of of nodes and you're like okay cool we're just we're just gonna blow up everything until these these run out um and so i really enjoy that but again that's something that that is sort of needs to be taken in a measured dose for me um you know if you if you ate, eat nothing but cake even even cake will start to taste not so great right right so, um, so how? What is your uh, progression in game? I'm Thronebreaker. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Have you done any of the abyss? Uh, no, I, I've, <laughs> I've gone. So, yes and no. Not on my personal account. Okay. I have played a ton of abyss in playtesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just right. an unreasonable amount of abyss, <laughs> but we were playtesting that before launch. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, on my own account, no. I've done I've done a few lab runs, but um, I haven't worked up to Abyss yet. That's another one of those pieces of content that, like, I feel like you have to be ready for, right? Like, you have to be willing to like sit down and like write out your plan for how this is going to work. Um, and I don't always have that kind of energy for contest after hours because I think about contest like ten to twelve hours a day 
you know, <laughs> I go yeah. to work and like I'm thinking about it usually when I wake up. I'm thinking about it for a couple hours after I I log back out in the and at the end of the day. So sometimes I just don't have it in me to like tackle a um, Everest content type challenge right after logging out. <laughs> So if there was a piece of content that you could bring back, what would it be? Like an EQ or like uh, the maze or something like that? I think it have. <laughs> so this is, this is a, um, I mean, I guess we, we kind of, kind of did, right? Like for me, it would have been the My Little Symbiote, right? Yeah. Um, oh, that, yeah. Was, that was easily my favorite event, I think, that we've run. But also it's like, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword for me because I was, I was very involved in building it the first time around and we created a lot of bugs <laughs> having to put in quite a bit of extra work to fix the things that we'd done because we got ambitious. Um, and uh, the, the team was patient with us while we did that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that would, that's the one that I'm, I'm excited to see come back i really think that the, the sort of the dynamics of that um where there's you know you get to sort of build a character as you as you play through the the meta event as you played through the quest um or the series of quests that was really cool to me um the way that those those puzzle pieces fit nicely with the um the quests that had been designed for you to play through with that character so you really felt like oh here's the here's the place where i'm supposed to use this ability here's the place where i'm supposed to use this ability if i combine these two it'll let me get past this guy um so you know so maybe that's now that i say it out loud you know kind of scratching that same itch that uh um you know placing an alliance for defense does or you know even even making champions in the game often you know we end up thinking about them similar to that um so maybe it it makes some sense now that I I, uh, I vocalize it. Okay. Jay, you got a couple more over there? Uh, yeah. So uh, Brandon wants to know, how many rank threes do you have? Rank threes do I have? Um, don't know off the top of my head. Not a ton. Um, sitting on a couple of, couple of um, cats trying to figure out what I'm going to do with them. But uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I could probably boot the game up right now, but my phone's on the <laughs> other side of the room. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. Um, MSD says, who's your Thronebreaker champ? Who is the person you took up? My Thronebreaker champ? I took up Cap. I know. Yeah. 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 Cap okay. and War. He wasn't nice. duped yet, but I, I've like, I played so I've played so much with a 565, 200, like five star cap that like, I knew, I knew he was, as soon as I got him, like, we're going to rank you up at some point. Like you've done yeah. so much for my progression in this video game, so much for this account that I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel, I felt like he kind of had to be the, had to be the the man. For sure. Yeah. He's been a staple in my roster ever since I got him. Yeah. <laughs> I take him literally everywhere. He's, he's kind of like the real cap in that way, right? Like he's he's <laughs> oh, yeah. very versatile. He, he gets, different skills based on who you bring with him like he really he makes his team better but also he makes himself better by by borrowing from his team so yeah he's a he's quite a swiss army knife for sure yeah that's uh that's really cool so speaking of like that's how you know he works that way in the comics right you know working off that dynamic uh i think you helped work on symbi supreme now this is someone who's not from the comics not from anything else but kabam how is that different when you have not really a source material to work off of 
Ah, but I did have a source material to work off. It just wasn't like a, a, a you know Marvel wiki somewhere or something, right? It wasn't a comic book. Um, so in a lot of ways, it was it was exactly the same. Uh, but instead, uh, you know, we start all of our our champion designs by researching the character that we're about to make. Yeah. Um, it's it's a real priority for us as a, as a team um, that these champions should be cool as Marvel Contest of Champions champions, but also um, they should feel like the characters from their source material, whether that's a, a comic or a movie or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, but for an original character, you're right. You can't just go off and, and, and Google, well, so what comics have they been in? Who have they interacted with? Um, so I I basically just sat down with, with Gabe. Yeah, right? it was sort awesome. of his baby. Um, so I walked over to his desk and and <laughs> sat down next to him and said, "Hey, man, I'm making Symbiote Supreme. So, uh, tell me about him." And so I just like sat at his desk for like 45 minutes <laughs> while he got really excited about this character and then and then started asking him questions. <laughs> I'm about just picturing it, you know? it right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you said this. Does that mean he can do like X, Y, or Z? Or you know, you said this. So can I get away with giving him this ability and that sort of stuff? Um, so the, you know, the, there's potentially a ton of freedom in the kit uh, those ways, right? Yeah. Um, but it's also can be tricky if you don't know where to start. Um, like the hardest place to start a design, it was just like a blank page, right? Like it's oh, yeah. the most possibilities, but it's also <laughs> like the overwhelming total you could do just about anything, right? Um, so it, it can be, a. Uh, it's usually can be and usually is one of my go-tos to start a character is to like I, i'll go research who they are as a character if i don't know them already um like before i'm even thinking about like what should they do as a, a mutant champion in contest or what should they do as a you know a mystic champion in contest I first and foremost like magneto is kind of a good example about this he breaks like all of the rules, <laughs> yeah, right? He does. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't be so good against robots, but he's definitely a mutant. There's like no argument there. And his whole thing is if you're made out of metal, thanks for coming out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. How do we find a way to allow him to just like hard punch backwards around the class wheel? Um, and it, and it creates a bunch of problems later, but they're, they're problems that that we think are are worth it because he wouldn't be Magneto if he didn't manipulate metal. Exactly. So even if that makes us, <laughs> that's a huge pain for us. We just have to figure out a way to do it, or we can't do the character properly. And so, um, yeah, that's. I guess I sort of spun off down the the garden path there a little bit, but that's really the only difference for me between making um, a you know a Kabam original character and a uh, and a you know an existing character is is where that source material comes from um if if i wasn't lucky enough to have gabe sitting you know 50 feet away it might have been quite a bit harder or i would have just had to um basically get get licensed to make a lot of that stuff up myself because it wouldn't have been you know we would have needed to just sort of put some stakes in the ground and say okay well i don't know if this character can do that but i i have to start building a kit now so yes he could do that now <laughs> okay interesting um, do you prefer working on an original or do you prefer like someone that already pre-exists? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I have a preference. Okay, fair, um, fair enough. 
but also I've had the opportunity to do both more than once. So, you know, if you ask me and I, you know, before I did Morningstar, would you like to do a Kabam original? I, I would have said, yes, absolutely. That would be my preference. Uh, but then after I had the opportunity to do it, then it's, it's okay. Um, so it's, it's still cool to do, but I don't know if I can say it's cooler than, it depends on the character. It really does, right? There okay. are, there are existing canon characters that I would be less excited to work on than a, a brand new <laughs> Kabam character. But also, I could absolutely see us coming up with a Kabam character who's less cool than some of the coolest existing, you know, Marvel canon. So it it would probably be more of a, a character to character thing than a Kabam. Kabam champions are better than Marvel champions, or Marvel <laughs> yeah. champions are better than Kabam champions. Like, yeah, you know, I can they're, that. they're kind of one in the same. Oh yeah, exactly. Like they. They 100% are one of the same, and you see, I talked about before, like, you see Kabam actually influence comics and vice versa. Like, it's it's one whole multiverse, man. So it's so awesome to see that they can cross wild. over. It's have yeah. We have, like, signed copies of the first, like, couple of, um, the first guillotine run, uh, like, in the office framed on the wall. Like, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, so how do you, what is your process like to, uh, to, uh, figure out which champions need buffs next, like uh, reworks or tune-ups. Right, right. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not directly involved in that. Um, okay. I mean, those those on the CCP have probably had a chance to to chat with uh, Darush at least once or twice. Yeah, um, I love. That he book. does the selection for those, um, and so um, he. He tells us all in advance, and everybody has an opportunity to feedback on if um, you know we think any of them should change that sort of thing. Um, so I'm not like directly involved in the selection, but um, by and large, it's it's sort of a like who do we think really needs it um, compared with how much work do we think it will be to to do, um, and then how much quiet work do we think they'll be um that's that's like the, the the quiet knock-on stuff that you don't always think of it think of like um you know is is this does this champion exist in an important piece of content already like as a boss somewhere or a defender somewhere like what are the knock-ons for all of the existing content if you go and change this character um and what is their their existing use case um you know We've had a, a you know a couple of back and forth with some of the the rework champions about like oh okay but but hood isn't really hood anymore if he loses his fate seal is he so, yeah uh, yes no maybe um it you know it's it's very difficult to find the the exact line where that character sort of is or isn't themselves anymore um but you know so we want to be careful if we know we're wading into one of those we'll want to you know we don't want to sign up for like three of those characters in one build or something like that right we try and pair something that we think is going to be more work whether that work is technical or um you know community communication side of things or whatever um uh, so there, there's an element of just like schedule driving things too Okay. Um, and then I'm sure there's an element of like there's been one or two, because um, Darosh has has been a champion designer for, you know, um, is it dog's ears? Is that how you play? Whatever for a long time <laughs> on contest as well. Um, and uh, 
so he's he's got his his history of um, I would really like to fix this, or this has been a problem forever, or like technically we couldn't do this right when we built this character the first time. Now we have the tech to do it. Please let me fix this. <laughs> so there's, there's, I'm sure there are are elements of sort of like personals in there. Um, and then we we do try and think about like who who the community might want to see, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't an accident that we started with the Magnetos. Um, those Ooh. those were characters that like we felt as a team like. Of course, we put them in the game like right away because he's such an iconic character to such an iconic group of of Marvel characters. Um, but also, he was a Gen One character, and boy, did he feel like it! Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was one of my biggest gripes. Um, yeah. Like he so, really was. Yeah, it hurt to have such a big, a big deal Marvel character um, really not in contest. So like that that. That's that type of thing happens as well, where we we think like, oh, this will be a really cool way to do this. You know, um, we can line it up with because they lined up what with like the um, was it Professor X and Apocalypse? We did like the crazy mutant build, um, something like that. that was a while ago, should have looked this up ahead of time. Oh well, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the idea. There was there, there we definitely do consider sort of fan service or whatever you want to call it um at the same time like we have we have a lot of marvel fans on yeah. on staff and so you know we don't we don't like it when when magneto is is a meme <laughs> okay so um you were talking about the originals that you've worked on so what is it like when there's like too much source material to work off of and you're trying to shut it all into one kit you just pick and choose you, you have to pick and choose right um yeah. It can be tricky to pick and choose because th that now we're back in a subjective land of like, what's the most important power that this character has? Mm, I don't know. Sometimes it's obvious, right? Like Cyclops is a bit of a one-trick pony, <laughs> but um, there, you know, there are lots of characters who, especially anybody who's like tech or gadget-wise, it's like, well, what did they happen to bring with them today, right? Um, so yeah, you just sort of have to, that's where I tend to lean into, I was talking a little bit earlier um, in like how the, the champion development process has evolved and how we have these, these planning uh, sessions, these planning documents now. Um, and so that's where I would, I would lean when there's, there's not a clear identity or there's too many clear identities or too many possible identities within the character's lore themselves. Um, then I'll look to use that opportunity to try and do something that that we as a team think that the contest needs to try and use this as as an opportunity to to build a counter pick or um, introduce a, an answer to a tough fight or a tough node or something like that um, because we have a little bit more freedom in the kit while still making them you know feel like at least part of their identity. Yeah, I've definitely seen that for sure. Um, that's that's really awesome to hear that. Jay. Over there. Uh, yeah, Brendan says, have you ever considered treating buff characters like uh, like characters that are treated in the Abyss and Labyrinth? I'm not quite sure. So, so as oh, you mean like um when we update a buffed character, the their um their existing uses don't update as well? I think so. I'm actually not sure sure. Yeah, I was that, lost on that question. That makes sense to me. <laughs> that, that, okay. we, we we do do that on purpose, right? Um, so okay. that's that uh, that's just a, a technical limitation slash like a scope scale thing. Um, so we can we can only 
do that so many times reasonably. Um, okay. Because those are actually different characters. Like that's how that works under the oh, hood. Okay. Um, it's just a totally different character that shares the same name in the game, right? Um, so that lets us keep their kits that totally aside, and we can do whatever we want to the existing or the the playable version and not impact them. But that's that's not done everywhere in the game because there are there are technical downsides. It takes more data space, um, which has all sorts of ramifications long term to how fast our tools run and how large the app is that that you have to download ultimately oh, yeah. at the other end. Um, so like you know one or two of those never breaks the camel's back, right? But if we just sort of cut loose and and start doing it everywhere for every time a champion gets placed, then the the ex you know the exponential explosion of data would get out of hand pretty quickly and then just trying to manage it and track it all um it, it it's like a, i don't know if you're um familiar with like the the concept of like a single point of failure um encoding or something like that where you if possible you kind of want to funnel everything through one function or one variable so if it breaks it breaks everywhere all at once but it can be fixed in one place and that's that's good because it's tends to be really obvious when it breaks or more obvious when it breaks. And then the the fix itself can be done in one place and, and cascade cleanly through the rest of the software. So that we use that uh, similar um, processor methodology with champions, where as much as possible, we want that champion built once in one place so that if something goes wrong um, and it needs to be fixed, we can fix it in one place and it that that fix will sort of cascade cleanly out across everywhere that 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 champion is used. Yeah, that that makes total sense. Like I completely understand that. So yeah, that's awesome. I know a lot of people have asked that question, so it's really nice to get the official answer, which makes complete sense. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so I have a, I have a really cool question. So we had um, obviously inside the contest where we had uh, Kabam Mike, Kabam Coop talk about Null and Anti Venom, but in that video. He kind of said next month we're going to have the Eternals. So my question to you is, are you working on one of the Eternals joining the game next month? I'm not working on any champions right now. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. That's my true true fact, but also dodge. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I didn't clear. I didn't like clear with anybody spilling any beans about anything that hasn't been announced. So, like, if you want to talk about just about anything that that's officially been announced, then I'm I'm all for it. Let's go. Um, okay. But I'm I'm gonna do my best to to you know fancy me fancy feet my way out of any anything that we haven't announced. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, obviously we had the they had the Eternals talked about, and we also have a Spidey Rogue in December. So I just was curious if you're working on any of them. Um, so if you're not working on any characters, are you working on any, is that including buffs as well? Correct. Okay. I mean, so I'm I'm not the the principal on any of them right now, right? The the whole champions design team is involved in the design of every single one of yeah. them. Yeah. It's just how much involved are you? Okay, yeah, I get that. You gonna you gonna do another day? <laughs> so I'm just reading Slayer. I caught you off guard by only giving you a 30 second answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. A five minute answer. You weren't ready. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure what I was gonna get. You know, I just I was really excited for the question. I love talking about the future of the game. That's like my that's like what my whole channel's about is talking about the future of the game, breaking down all the lore and everything. So it's really interesting to see when we get an official answer what that what that entails. And then it's like, no, let me write this down because you know it'd be could be interesting later how the payoff. Oh, so it's... Yeah, don't don't worry. I'm sure this is this is all gonna end up recorded and on youtube like that's, that's <laughs> the fun part is somebody somebody will give you your own quote back to you two years later three years later and you don't even remember saying that <laughs> yeah when we had kabam gave on i'm pretty i really i went through his entire twitter account and i was like tweets left and right you did this, this what does this mean <laughs> so it was yeah. pretty crazy Gabe um, is very excited about his job a lot of the time it's, <laughs> it's infectious it's one of my favorite things about it but sometimes the the marketing department isn't super excited, <laughs> but but it's okay. We want that passion. It's it's he's a, he's been an incredible asset to Kabam. He's a he's a cool dude. Oh yeah, man. We we had such a fun time with him. Um. So obviously, okay. So I know you said you didn't get anything, but obviously, are there any hints for the next champion buff, or at least a class for the next champion buff? Um. No spoilies. Who are the next? No spoilies. I don't even no. know who the next champion buff is off the top of my head. I'll have to, I'd have to look it up. Like it's not that I know what like the next like few rounds of champion buffs are, but there's usually a couple sort of going at the same time. So I'm not sure okay. which ones are supposed to come out next and which ones are are for even further down in the future. But also I. I Thel is correct. The, the <laughs> correct answer to that question is that's why he's here. <laughs> you'll find out in a month. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, it doesn't hurt the ass, so that's awesome. Um, okay, I just love the aspect trying, of, like, sir. I love the aspect of, like, I, I don't know, I, the design team and the artists do such a, an amazing job every month, and, like, our artists work so hard, like, our motion comics, all that stuff. It's just oh, so okay. nice to see that, uh, like, digested by the community with fresh eyes. And so I hate spoilers because I really like everyone to see it, you know, with... Like not knowing what's coming oh, yeah. up next okay. or no expectations yeah. and all that right. stuff. So that's that's one of the funnest parts about the job. Uh, and I like obviously interact with the community every day. So just like seeing the reactions from people being like, I wasn't expecting this or this is beautiful <laughs> artwork or this champion looks amazing. It's one of the most like satisfying parts of the job when we can deliver champions or like, you know, um, things to the game that really get you guys stoked. So. That's oh, what yeah. makes it the best part. So no spoilies. <laughs> that's there awesome. I mean, I've been saying Noel's coming since the first day of the year, but that's just because of lore and the state of the battle realm. Yeah. But when it actually does pay off and like obviously you no know, leaks, obviously anything like that, it's like such a great feeling to just everything just coming together perfectly and then just getting the beautiful motion comic, the beautiful characters, the kids. It's just so sick to see. Glad it glad it it came off. I was I was laughing to myself. I listened to um your interview with Dave earlier today. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sort of like a little warm up for this. And, uh, <laughs> and you called it, right? Like in that interview, um, you called Nolan and T Venom. So, See, yeah, man. You know, I've actually called like almost every champ this year. It's, it's pretty sick. I think I have 15 out of 19. So, you know. Wow. That's pretty good. I, I am the lore guy. I probably need. couldn't do 15 <laughs> out of 19 off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the that was including Gwynmaster too. Yeah, yeah, that was that was such an easy one for me. And then everyone's like, "What is Gwynmaster? What does that mean?" I'm like, you know, <laughs> when one plus one equals two, you know, you just put it together. <laughs> so, 
So um, how challenging has it been to go back to a kit that you've already created to buff it? I mean, honestly, it's it's not really very hard. Um, because you've, you've had so much experience with it now, right? It's been out live. Um, everybody's had a chance to play it. Um, if you're going back to work on the kit again, there's probably a pretty specific reason that brought us to this crossroads, right? Um, so it gives you a lot of like known quantities to start working with, which is great. Um, it, it makes it, it gives you really solid, a really solid starting ground and a really you know you can set yourself a, a course that you're pretty confident in to start with. Um, it's one of the hardest parts of a, of a new champion is that sort of like unknown unknowns, and we do we do our very best to predict and project how our characters are going to shake out and what their impact of the game is going to be. But, you know, the the matrix of this game, the this system of this game is very complicated now. So it gets gets harder and harder and harder to project the the impact of a character, you know, further and further out. So, um yeah, uh in, on a on a personal level, it can be it can be like emotionally difficult for me sometimes because i'm like if i'm going back to a character it's it's probably because you know we want to change something about it right um and so you know it's hard not to think like well maybe i could have figured this out maybe i could have you know made these changes ahead of time you know hindsight's always 2020 and it's uh it's hard not to project the 2020 vision that you have now looking back on yourself you know, trying to design this character before you knew what was going to happen over the next two years. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, kind of like Venable, he's definitely a lot better in longer fights now. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got some sustainability. Yeah, yeah. That's a, another character where, like, um, that was a sort of a, a Darosh special where he, yep. he was this character that he really wanted to take another stab at because he really thought it was a cool character and. Um, you know, he did. They, you know, he did sort of the best he could with them the first time around, given the technical constraints. Um, and now we just have so many more tools in the toolkit, so many more toys to play with that can be attached to a champion. Um, that uh, that yeah, he was really excited to sort of get back and and he um, it's, it was a fun character I think for him to work on because kind of kind of silly character, right? So to get to like <laughs> not not take the whole thing too seriously. Um, get to make a character that the the really like the main goal was was almost more fun than anything else it's like as long as as long as venom pool kind of got across the the minimum bar threshold for like okay he's sort of like averagely viable his wackiness and and the the fun of it could could carry from there and and the fact that he he ended up shaking out as as like a pretty useful champion at the other end too is was a really nice really nice bonus but uh yeah, it's it, it it's also fun, right? Because you don't always get to go back and and clean up your, you know, your wish I could have done this differently, um, in contest, especially with champions. You know, we really try not to change a champion unless we think it's it's really necessary. So, um, that can be that can be nice to sort of get another stab at it too. Yeah, that's yeah. very helpful. <laughs> yeah, for sure, uh, especially. Um... I was going to bring up Cole. Uh, how do you think his meta has held up since you've changed him? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, he's still 
still pretty spicy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's like, he's better than he was, you know, pre whatever you want to call it, pre rebalance. Um, Cause he, he was, he was weirdly sort of polarizing before. I mean, he's still a little bit, but he's yeah. not nearly as bad as it, as he was like when you got him ramped up, he was a monster. Just, just, <laughs> ridiculous damage in the right windows right um but that like that ramp up was pretty rough for the you know especially the like the first fight first two fights sometimes um start building his his charges up it was just and so that 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 was weird because like you had to s- sort of suffer through this this section of gameplay that like wasn't actually a ton of fun to try and get to the awesome monster at the end um and so yeah i'm I'm way happier with with how how he works now how like he, he doesn't peek out quite as aggressively um but he he becomes viable so much faster uh and um we've shifted around a little bit where his damage is coming from so he can get get access to some of it sooner he doesn't need to build up his charges quite as much um so yeah, I think I think I'm pretty pretty happy with where Cole ended up, um, and he's kind of to me one of one of our sort of success stories of of going out to try and rebalance the champion, um, you know, some somewhat quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Jay, you got a couple more over there. I do, man. Yeah, he he was great. He held me a lot to Cavalier uh, before I got CGR. He like killed it. Uh, building him up so many fights. It was, I was really happy with him on my team. Um, so, uh, yeah, you obviously, you did work on Cosmic Ghost, right? The, the big boy, the big meta. Um, what are your thoughts on CGR <laughs> um, today and just kind of like how he's impacted the game since his, um, since its entrance? Yeah, he's really good, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I'm 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 glad that he made a splash. I'm really happy with his his like actual like mechanical gameplay loop. Um, I, the intention was always to sort of do like a heavily influenced heavily influenced by the original Ghost Rider. Um, so I really like the original Ghost Riders um, loop where you you know you place the judgments with the different attacks. Uh, the game designer in me really likes how those those sort of different prescribed combos really encourage players to branch out and to sort of do different things and and run different attack patterns and that sort of stuff um which is something that can be difficult to work into a kit um contest characters tend to sort of funnel you towards one ideal loop or one ideal you know set of series of attacks rotation of abilities that sort of thing that you'll pretty much just stick to until something comes along and and tells you you should do something different right um so i really like how how Cos- cosmic coast rider ended up with this sort of like uh, choose your own adventure of buffs kind of and the order that you trigger them in is important to like how long you can keep them and how many of them you can stack up and that sort of thing um so all of that side was was great i think i'm really happy with all of those um i might might rethink giving him um the like damnation ability uh on his on his yeah on his sig i don't know i like i really like the thematic tie back to ghost rider but it's a 
surprisingly strong piece of utility. Like I, I knew it was going to be good, um, you know, but he's he's almost a better nullifier than a lot of mystics, which is kind of an awkward place for him to be. And I wouldn't wouldn't care about that so much if his if his damage output was lower, but because his damage output is also so high, and um, he's got a pretty good vigilance ability as well, which when we were we were sort of testing him, um, we we undervalued a bit much uh, or a bit too much, I think, because there there weren't enough really good misuse cases to demonstrate how good that ability could be. And as we've started to use miss more and more on different characters and, and, and different pieces of content and that sort of thing, that the value and vigilance has, has grown, um, <laughs> which is, you know, like bonus for, for all the CGRs out there, but he, he probably already had his power budget and then some, so maybe it, it, he didn't need a little bit more. So, you know, all in all, I'm, CGR is like just on this side of like, oh, no about that. But um, I'm, I'm all, all things considered pretty happy where he landed. Um, I wish, I wish his damage output was a little bit lower for sure. Um, but uh, all things considered, he's, he looks awesome. <laughs> at least he, at he, least does. He, he hits as hard as he looks cool. Right. So um and and I don't know if if you've noticed, but like one of my favorite little like Easter egg animations in the game is like when you stun him, his head yeah. spins inside that fishbowl, right? Like, oh, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, that's sort of how I feel about about CGR. Like he definitely gave me, like I had I had a couple of like, you know, chill down the spine <laughs> moments watching some YouTube videos and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, he's he does have to run. A, a pretty complicated loop. You do have to be finishing out full five hit combos. He's extremely buff reliant. He's also pretty debuff reliant. So there, there are also a lot of interactive hooks in his kit for us to come along and, and try and play with. So, you know, in some ways he's, he's, he's really, really strong in, in sort of vanilla use cases, but there are also lots of things to watch out for. So, um yeah I, I he's certainly an interesting character right um yeah. so, so nice. i use him all the time if that, if that, <laughs> if that answers your question i got a five-star version that i i uh i run around with on a very regular basis me too i think most people here run him all the time um my so roommate talk- has him as a six yeah. star and i'm a little bit jealous and then, <laughs> but also I, I i sweat a little bit when i watch him do just ridiculous amounts of damage with a rotation and think oh man Maybe you should have done one more pass on that, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I pulled him in awakened him in eight days. Ugh, wow. <laughs> there you go, sir. So lucky. Yeah. Uh, right. That's my biggest brag ever in MCOC, I swear. <laughs> um, so um, what was I going to ask? So we got a new Deadpool today. We got a five-star Deadpool in the, uh, in the arena today. Do you have a four-star Red Pool? I do not. I have a one, two, and a three star red pool, but I do not have a four star nice. red pool. I have all of the all of the white pools though. In fact, okay. he was that was my first six star. Oh wow. It was, wow. It was the Deadpool X Force. Yeah, yeah. We were okay. all excited. We spent all this time building six stars. They came out live. And then I finally got one and we all huddled around to open it. And 
Oops. <laughs> yeah. We'll get wow. we'll get to him in the rework process eventually, right? Um, yeah. Hey, nice. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite things about the rework process is I've watched so many crystal opening videos and I've watched people <laughs> open, you know, like six star colossus and just like watch the the smile melt off their face and I'm like, oh, that's really not what that moment is supposed to be, right? Yeah. Um, and so like seeing, you know. A few years later, or a couple years later, that exactly the same moment, right? Or I was—I don't know whose video it was. I was watching somebody, and they—they <laughs> they, same deal, right? Like they—they they pulled a. They, who was it? Wasn't they? I don't think the rework was even out. It was like one of the announced but not out yet reworks, or some. They were sort of postulating that that this character should be on the docket for a rework or something. So like even when they pulled out a a not so exciting champion, that there was this like. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Give it, give it time. <laughs> There's a chance he'll become awesome, right? Or to see yeah, somebody cross out of a crystal and get hyped is like, yes, like that's that's what's supposed to happen when you it. You know, my experience with my first six star is like the opposite of what that's supposed to be, right? <laughs> You're it's supposed to be something you tried so hard to get to. You finally and you spin the crystal, you open it up, and it's it's a moment of like of, of huge reward. Um, so, yeah, that's that's exciting to see those those starting to turn around too so you know maybe cgr is a little bit a little bit spicier than i would shoot for um you know if i could if i could tune everything perfectly every time yeah but also um watching my roommate open that six star and scream about cgr is like oh well there are some there are some nice bits about having some some chase prize like crazy champions in the pool too so uh as long as they're not too many of them yeah okay so we're not um, trying to power creep the game super aggressively that's not the goal and so that's that's really the thing that that worries me when we release a champion that's like a little too hot is like is this gonna raise the bar for everybody now um because that's something we want to do carefully okay very nice um so is there a champion that you're still looking for Apocalypse. <laughs> um, so Me I got too. my doc. I got my doc Ock recently. I mean, I would love Doc Ock as a six star because sometimes I take him places as a five star that maybe he really shouldn't be. Um, who else am I searching for right now? I, I I recently pulled a raft of like strong strong six star mutants. So I'm like I'm I'm almost more interested in like mutant rank up materials than additional <laughs> spins right now because like um, I, I I've had I've had a bishop for forever and so after his rework he went to rank two right away <laughs> um, and nice. uh, I I pulled um, Domino recently I pulled Archangel recently and I pulled Ooh, Strife man. recently wow I'm all is six stars yeah, those so are <laughs> I'm like yeah like I'm I'm sort of feeling like I maybe I don't need a ton of extra six stars right now. Maybe I just need a ton of of like five star rank up mats. Um, oh, and and Taskmaster. I've I've been trying to get a Taskmaster above rank or above four star like since he came out, and I still haven't done it. Really? And I want wow. one. <laughs> I want one as a five star or a six star. Like even even as a five star, I would just rank him up and use him a bunch just because I, I I really enjoy playing him. So. Um, I would love to. I'd love to find one of him too. Okay. Um, you got a couple more over there, Jay? Uh, yeah. I know we were on the topic of CGR, but real quick, was he ever going to be a Mystic Champ? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's out he there. Was, he was. 
he was. Yeah, he he was in data as a mystic champ originally. Okay. In fact, he periodically causes issues for us on our data, like our our game data dashboards, because he has Ghost Rider in his name, and so it confuses it. And like it, all it does is it like it colorizes the name of the champions so that they're like the mutants are yellow, the mystics are are purple, that sort of thing, right? And so he shows up as purple most of the time, even though he's he shouldn't be based on his his class data. Um, but yeah, he, his, his lore, like there's, there's good reasons why you could, you could make him, um, a mystic, but, um, ultimately I just, I was, I was sure that if we made cosmic ghost rider a mystic <laughs> it was going to be an instant meme there was just like there are memes gonna, out there i remember gonna <laughs> confuse somebody at some point right so um that and because uh at that point the my design for him had developed to to the point where i knew i was doing this sort of like homage to original ghost rider um that it it gave me space to parallel Ghost Rider's gameplay a little bit closer than I would have been comfortable with otherwise because he sat in a different class. So I could stable buffs onto all of his judgments. Um, that's, you know, base him really heavily around armor break. Um, and that that sort of was a nice side effect of that as well. So it, um, it played nicely with sort of my design plans for him too. Very nice. That's awesome. Um, you got another one over there, Jay? Yes, man. So, uh, what is so okay? What's your favorite part about designing a champ? I know we talked a little. It's like, what's the like number one thing? I don't know, man. What's your favorite kid? Which of your kids is your favorite? Okay, Um, I I can I can understand that. Um, (laughs) I don't I don't know. I I like a lot of it, right? Like, um. I like I like figuring out the, the paper design originally, um, and like where are they going to fit in the metagame? What's the cool abilities? How do you express their you know their their character from their source it, through the six inputs that we have? So, um, so that that's always an interesting challenge for me. Um, I I really enjoy the the sort of marriage of design and technical. Um, because we we the champion designers like like build the the gameplay kits like we script it all ourselves um and so i really i really enjoy um sort of getting to do the design and then also getting to turn around and take my design and like actually make it work in the game um i love a good uh character brainstorm um, whether it's the the like gameplay ability brainstorms with the champion like design side of things, um, or we we gather um, the designers, the uh, modelers, the VFX artists, the animators, uh, producers, um, all sorts of uh, all sorts of people who are going to work on this character at some point for like an initial set of brainstorms where we come together and figure out what should their animations be how are those going to line up with the the abilities that we're we're planning for them what should their effects be are there any special ability effects that we need called out all that sort of stuff and when one of those brainstorms goes really well it's it's um it's it's like it's it's being in a room full of of like <laughs> your your stripe of of nerd right like these these are you know people that I know from work, but people who, who share 
you know, a, a really strong passion for this stuff with me. Um, and so it's, it's always really exciting to be in a room full of people who are really excited about what they're doing. Um, and so when that ball gets rolling, that's a, that's a snowball and a half that just builds up and away it goes. And so a, a, a really good, um, yeah, really good character brainstorm is a ton of fun. And then um, the seeing them go live, um, seeing people actually use them, um, seeing crystal uh, it's it's a an incredibly rewarding experience to like watch a crystal opening video and see somebody like get super excited that they opened your character, um, or just like you hear you hear people talking on a on a podcast or a, you know a YouTube interview about like, what's your favorite character and they toss toss one of your characters' names out there casually. Um, that's super, super cool um, and is something that isn't always easy for uh, game designers to to see. It's, it can be difficult to have that sort of direct line of communication between such a large group of, of people, of players, and, and relatively a very small group of developers. Um, so how do, you, how do you channel that cacophony of noise and, and distill out the important bits of it? Um, so you know, working on a live product like this is is really cool. Um, live product is like video game design slang for for contest, right? Like it's a it's not a box game. It's not a like here's your disc, go play the game, have fun. It's like we continue to iterate on this product. We continue to release content for it. It's alive. It's a live product or live game. So um, because contest is so alive and there's so many people playing it, it's 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 a really cool and and unique experience to like be able to log onto YouTube and see people get get excited about about the game that you're working on, and uh, and I, I really enjoy doing that and it's really refreshing for me because uh, I I spend a lot of time in a world of like this is what's wrong right this is the problem we're solving um, this is this is the thing that we could do better next time all of that um, and so it's it's easy to forget the the wins because the wins can just disappear while you keep focusing on the the speed bumps you keep running over again and again and again very nice okay um so you've mentioned uh, watching people on youtube who are some of the youtubers that you watch oh so who am i watching these days i kind of rotate <laughs> kind of rotate through um i used to watch seton like super regularly um Obviously, he's kind of kind of a big deal in the contest community. Sometimes um, I love watching Brian BG. He's really good. Um, I watched like all of Dave's deep dive videos. Now that they're coming out, um, I went through Dave's like when I was um, still like really got getting my feet under myself about like how to play this video game. Um, I went and watched all of like Dave's dork lessons stuff. Um, he still got videos in there that are like better than our in-game tutorial, uh, and then <laughs> so there just are a lot of uh, videos that get sort of passed around, right? Like I'm I'm in the the content creators like Discord channel that so you know things get popped up in there. Hey, this this thing happened in this video that looks weird, or can you check this out for us? So I'm I'm always sort of flipping through, you know various videos looking for that specific interaction um and then when when i release a champion or when any of us release a champion um or like a big piece of content or whatever of course we go to youtube and like look for all of the reactions right so like what was the what was the community's reaction to this thing did they they you know 
see the see what we were trying to do? Did we miscommunicate something? All that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, um, and and you know, I drift in and out a little bit as things get busy at work. Um, I'll I'll watch a little less, and then you know, you ship a champion and things ease off a little bit, and you have a you know a little bit less work while you're prepping for the next round. So then I can dive back in and catch back up. So, um, yeah, that's those are those are the the three big names that jump jump to my brain. Um, I've I've definitely watched lags a bunch too. Um, yeah, I got to support the other Canadians in the game here. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Discord chat. Keep Very it, nice. I'm like, Jay, you got I've another got, one? I've got <laughs> yeah. this like tweak in the back of my brain because like the Discord, like somebody just sent you a message noise. The the champions team all sit in a Discord together because we've all been working from home for the last, you know, like year and a half, two years, whatever it's been. Um and so to sort of simulate that feeling of like we're all sitting around a desk, we're all in a like a Discord chat voice channel together. So that like Boop, 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 noise is like hardwired into my into my lizard brain now to be like, oh, you need to go check something. Oh, you need to go check something. <laughs> I know, I know, Thel knows that one way too well. <laughs> oh yeah, he's tagged all the time. It's awesome. For a, <laughs> for a while, uh, Cat Murdoch designed a profile picture for me, and it was Doom because he's my favorite character. But just with Discord notifications all around his head. <laughs> oh no. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah, you can see that on Thel's Twitter if you guys want to see that Cat Murdoch art. I love it. Discord and <laughs> Slack. I'm like, I think I have, I have some sort of like post-traumatic association <laughs> to Slack now. I hear Slack pings in my sleep sometimes. <laughs> I think I just had to turn them off. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I'm in so many Slack channels that it's just like a, a constant buzz. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Mr. King? Yeah, Cat Murdoch, super talented artist. Very nice. Jay, you got another one? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes. you, she you've... is. <laughs> um, she, uh, okay, lost, lost for a second. All right, I'm back. So, uh, you've created a bunch of champions. Uh, you talked a little bit about like kind of slept on champions. Obviously, you want Taskmaster, who's not really a desired champion out there, but what are other characters that have that, like, um, that slept on? The, you know, they are slept on. They are slept on. Um, who are my. Who's sleeping on my champions? A lot of my champions <laughs> have been in the game long enough that you figured it all out by now. Um, I think my my most slept on champions right now. Um, well, Doc Ock was like hard slept on for a long yeah. time, but then John like got up on a soapbox, so a few more people <laughs> uh, have seen the light. Um, so, Danic. but he's, he's still up there, and. Um, <laughs> yeah um and hella is another one that i think um is she's a little slept on like she she sort of plays into space that there are there are a lot of champions yeah. out there that can hit really hard but if you if you know what you're doing with hella you can keep a lot of furies like pretty much forever <laughs> you can do a lot of damage I was just having flashbacks to when odin was was in the when he got added <laughs> oh, that's all i can think of <laughs> That was oh. that was an unintended gameplay interaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a lot of damage. Um, okay, so, so oh, okay. Well, Axon will be right back. He's having some internet issues. Um, so, 
What's your favorite fight in the abyss? You said you tested it a lot. What is some? What is like your favorite fight when you were testing? <laughs> Say Luke Cage. I'm, I know. I'm trying to remember from like abyss was in testing how many years ago two years ago was it was that long ago no i forget exactly when it came out um it was around there yeah came out at the beginning of 2020 right yeah we're at the end of 2021 now aren't we oh man yeah <laughs> where did the last two years go um i'm with you man <laughs> i I'm gonna have to pass on that one. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head which my favorite, uh, my favorite abyss fight is. It's been, it's been a while since I've convinced myself I wanted to to wade into those waters. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Jim asked, do you ever take any ideas from fan builds? Fan builds, yeah, for sure. I'll take ideas from wherever they come from. Okay. Right? Like it's it's very difficult to be creative on demand. Or yeah. for me, I don't want to. I want to speak for everybody in the world, right? But for <laughs> me, I have a like creative battery, right? And if you, the faster, you, the harder you draw on it, the faster it runs out. Um, and when you're out, you're just sort of out, right? Um, and you, there's not much you can do other than like give it time and and trust that it will it will recharge. So, um, yeah, that can be that can be tricky. But the the way around that is hook a whole bunch of batteries together. Right. Don't don't yeah. just rely on your own. Right. Um, that's why as a team, we we always gather and we always talk to each other. Right. Um, we do reviews early enough in the, the schedule for a character. We start reviews early enough in the schedule for a character that, um, you know, basically right up till the end of the, the paper stage, if you really had to, you could jettison like the whole character and kind of start over. You. You might feel a little pressured for time at the end, but we we want to make sure that there is space there for the for real iteration and real change. Um, yeah, so like you know, relying on the team around me to to also have good good ideas. Like it's it's a funny soundbite to say like my favorite good ideas are somebody else's because mm -hmm. I didn't have to come up with them, but also that's very true, right? Um, we operate as a team. There's there's like nothing that ever goes live um in contest that that had less than like five people look at it right yeah um that makes sense and that's for like a small thing that's like i want to make a quick change it's like i made the change so i looked at it i had another champion designer just double check my change to make sure i didn't do anything i didn't mean to and then it gets passed off to like qa will look at it um and then we the, our our live content team We'll look at it and then move it live. And so, like for like a single person to make a single change, it requires this like team of people to get involved. Um, and there's a whole another team of people that come in if I change any words, right? Because those words have to go off to a localization team, and they're going to turn it into like 16 languages, right? Um, <laughs> so it's 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 not just something I do, but it's something that I think I I I need to do to be able to sustain doing doing a, a sort of a creative job like this. Um, but it also is reassuring to me to know that those people are around me and that those sources are around me. Because um, you do have moments where you you don't know what to do with the character um, 
or with whatever it is that you're you're designing, whatever it is you're working on. And in those moments, you really feel every single grain of sand that falls through that 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 timepiece, because um, you're you're very very aware of when you're supposed to be done. Yeah, um, I know. And so you, you you sort of have to trust, right? You have to trust yourself that you've done this before, and that that you know you'll you'll solve this one as well, um, and that you reach out to the people around you. I've both had my designs saved by other people, um, and I've I've helped you know sort of get somebody on the track and and. Um, either take a design that's already good and make it really awesome um, or help them take the very first step and like, what should I even do with this character? Um, and and it's that that team camaraderie um, that makes it kind of possible. Uh, and that ultimately that, that you all as the players um, don't really care whose idea it was by and large, right? Like, oh, certainly, like if, if I take inspiration from from your idea or something and 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 I tell you that, like I, I totally, you know, emphasize or I can feel that that warmth in your chest, right? That I get the same thing. But um but ultimately the the point here isn't for me to make great characters. Right. The point is that great characters go into the video game. And my job is whatever needs to happen to make that happen. And so if that means borrowing somebody else's idea because it's better than mine, then then you know, get your copying, you get your tracing paper out, right? Um, it's not about being totally original every time, and it's not about being right every time. It's about recognizing when somebody else or yourself says the right thing. That's awesome. Like uh I, I try I had tried my hand out making fan builds. Like I made one for America Chavez like way before she got added. And it's so hard. Like it, it is so hard. Like I had to work with like Moose and Imagine Gym and the Futurist Society to like bounce ideas off because it's like especially since we're, this isn't our job, it's just we're doing it for fun. It's just I it's crazy how much work actually goes into it and how you can get burnt out. Like I was working on a Legion build my favorite character in Marvel and he is just the most overpowered character in all of Marvel. And so it's so hard to actually put that into a build. And, you know, I put that on the back burner to this day because it's so difficult. Um, but it's, it's really awesome that, you know, obviously we're not doing it officially, but we are bouncing ideas off. So I a hundred percent feel that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's exciting to see that happen. Right. Um, I remember a, a couple of years ago now we did a, who was it? Somebody did a little like competition and it was like, you know, I forget if it was a rework or no, introduce a character that's not like do your own design for a character that's not in contest yet. And the like one of the the prizes was like the selected the selected uh design um got passed to me from our community team and I I did a like a feedback pass on it like like one oh, of the okay. designers had given me a design for their next character and so i just went through it and you know broke down oh okay well i'd i'd ask you these questions about this or i'd think about changing this because of these reasons or this makes me worried because of this balance concern or you know how is this going to interact with these characters it's <laughs> sort of the same um exercise that we do and uh it's it's it was like at, at first i was I was like, I I was sort of surprised, like when when community the community team came to me and said, "Hey, well, do you have time to do this?" I said, "Yeah, sure, of course." But <laughs> like, is that really what they like? Their prize is that I'm gonna critique their design for them, like, um, 
and uh, you know, apparently it went over quite well. And so that's, that's really exciting well. to me, right? Because that's like, I try and remind mm -hmm. myself and, and the team around me that like every time somebody shouts at us on YouTube um, or, or gets upset because we there's a bug and it cost them a fight or we didn't explain something as well as we could have and they they did something that they wouldn't have otherwise done in a meta event or whatever right um it, it can hurt to like have have people shout at you all the time um but also it's i i'm i'm in some ways reassured by it because it it's passion right like nobody shouts at you for something they don't care about and apathy kills video games, right? Um, so in some ways, I try and remind myself that when somebody gets really upset about a decision that I took, um, it's it, they're not upset with me like as a person. Um, they just care a whole lot about this video game that I, I, I work on and I also care a whole lot about. And so um, I'll, I'll get really worried when people totally stop shouting at us because i i don't <laughs> i i'd like to think i'm a good video game designer i've been working at this for a while um and i you know i make very conscious efforts to get better at it but i'm i'm not so um full of myself that i i think i'm ever going to get to a point where i stop making mistakes right um it, that's just what happens when you put a group of humans together. Like we, we make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> we do everything we can to stop it, but we probably still will. So, um, yeah, that that's what will get me worried is when, when people stop caring that we we mess something up. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's so cool. Um, Brendan asks is uh, he, he wants to know if he can work on a champ build with you, kind of how we've seen with Royal and. Uh... <laughs> um well you you might be waiting a while if you want to oh, work man. with me specifically um <laughs> my schedule is isn't very focused on on being the primary poc for making champions anymore it's it's a lot more focused on kind of the higher level stuff the coordination of the whole team um we were talking a little bit about like sort of planning for the the future of the metagame and where where our tech champions going to be a year from now sort of deal right oh, cool. um yeah well that's a big part of it right like yeah if 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 we don't plan correctly for what a tech champion can do right now and what a mutant champion can do right now and a cosmic champion can do right now and for a year from now um then when we get to a year from now we run a real risk of just like oh there's there's nothing new and exciting for this cosmic to do because we didn't introduce any new tech mechanics six months ago right and so it's like it's that kind of like laying track in front of yourself as you're going that we're trying to do there and so that's that's where i've spent a lot of my time focusing recently um, on that kind of stuff um, helping out with some of the uh, features that are happening behind the scenes some of the larger initiatives that are 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 really hitting their stride and are are finally um like getting quite close to to being ready for for prime time so i'm focusing on that a lot more um yeah and um and we've got a you know a couple of new teammates um spinning up right now as well uh, and so that that's taken taken a fair amount of my time helping helping on board the the new guys yeah that's awesome. uh, oh i guess i've totally forgot but if you want to throw <laughs> throw that request at um 
Fel here or Mike or um, I'm not sure how the I, I think that process was initiated by the community team previously. Um, yeah, it was it was initially a, it was an initiative created by the community team for the content creator program members to be able to uh, yeah. like engage more with the champion designers. Um, and so we've done a couple of them. Um, I have to talk to Mike about the uh, which ones we have coming up or what's going on. Um, but at the moment, it is uh, yeah, kind of something that we work with the content creators with a little bit. Um, and there could be an opportunity in the future for for like a community activation or some sort of prize or something to be able to do that. But I don't necessarily have any definitive news to share about that right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, me, Brendan, and Mr. King, and a bunch of other people who are in the CCP who joined kind of after the after Jubilee was added. We were like, dude, we would love the opportunity. Uh, we don't care who it is. We want to work on it. <laughs> so it would be really awesome to to see who who what next champion and what community member helps out with that. That's just so cool. Like it's it's an inclusion you don't see really anywhere else. Oh, yeah, we like that... super relish the uh, and really appreciate all the feedback back that we get from the community about like the way that the champions kits are laid out or some cool ideas that they have um, for champions. Uh, all ideas are welcome and they're all super cool. It's such a great part to see like the community be so engaged in all these champions and these characters that we all love so much. So yeah, keep on throwing us feedback and keep on on uh, throwing us ideas because they're all great. We will. <laughs> um, so, uh, who has been uh, some of your least favorite fights, Ian or Ein? I almost said Ian. My least favorite fights. <laughs> um, I I beat the the champion boss before we made him easier. That wasn't the most <laughs> fun I've ever had in a video game. Okay. <laughs> um, I did it like over a Christmas break where we were. I was down at, at like the in-laws house or in fact my my sister's in-laws house even um like up in the bedroom that i was staying in just like sheltering for a little while <laughs> just grinding through that fight <laughs> and he was down to the like the the invulnerable section and i'm trying to dex those silly animations and um but i did it but it i might have i might have spent more of my Christmas money on beating that fight than uh -huh. I might have should have. <laughs> I sold okay. it with Sim Supreme, so you know, and Cap I W. Like I, I almost sold it. Supreme was who I beat fight. it with in the end, but it did not solo him. I <laughs> was my first time fighting. I was like, I watched Legacy's video, and then I just aced it, except for the last ten percent because I forgot what that was about, and then I brought Cap I W and did it. Nice. So nice. it was pretty. It was pretty sick. Um, speaking of symbiotes, I have a question from Xander. He says, how was Carnage before his release into the contest, and what was your process on buffing him specifically? I know we talked about a little bit about Bishop and kind of your process buffing him, but what was it for Carnage since we have a symbiote gotcha. event? Um, it was similar. So he was, I think, who was I talking to? Was it, was it, it might have been like way back at my very first uh, Comic-Con, and I was like chatting with Seton, and I was telling him the story of like, Carnage got wildly overtuned um, during testing, and so I got kind of spooked, and I, I cut him down real hard. Um, 
And my usual process is sort of like cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down. And then when I, I hit like where everybody's sort of okay with it, I roll back one change. <laughs> and then I test it again and see if everybody's still okay with it. And so I did that um, and everybody was still okay with it, but maybe it, it should have been two or two rollbacks or three rollbacks. So he ended up, um, I kind of got spooked by how, how overtuned he was initially um, and then uh, um, overreacted a little bit. Then when I got to the rework, um, I was I was really excited because um, Carnage is a, a super cool character. Like I I was a, a a young boy, you know, growing up in the in the the right comic era for him to be right in my uh, me to be right in his target demographic, right? Um, of course. So uh, yeah, he I was. I was very excited when I got to work on him in the first place, and I was disappointed when he wasn't as exciting as as um, everybody wanted him to be when he first came out. Um, so it was sort of clear what what we wanted to do with him, um, but I he just he's carnage. He kind of just like needed to do more damage, right? Um, but I wanted to try and do it in a in a like cosmic y way because looking closer at the the a lot of the feedback I was getting for him, it it wasn't it was it was the ramp it was like it takes him too long to get all of his buffs by the by the time he gets his buffs and he actually hits like a, a you know a decent little truck he's it's the fight's over right um so I, I i came at it really with that um that mindset where i i wanted to raise his ceiling you know a bit but i didn't want to raise it a ton what I wanted to do was was drastically shorten the runway to get there, and so that 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 led to um, changing over his uh, power gain mechanics. Like he he had the uh, I get more power from landing hits while you're bleeding sort of um, a, a sig in him initially. Um, so we I did uh, I changed that to be just a flat power gain while the opponent is bleeding, um, and so that just resulted in more consistent power gain um you know if you're if you were waiting for your opponent to to throw a special at you or um you know you ended up poking into a block instead of uh attacking cleanly through or something like that you were still gaining power so you're getting that shortcut and then that that was sort of combined with the while he's got no buffs that's where his combat power rate went so you got these sort of double um Two different angles one which was sig based that was going to be nice and consistent for him over the course of his entire fight um and then the the sort of beginning of the fight power gain for or, or combat power rate for when um he's got no buffs and he needs that like jump off the line okay and then so the armor this, breaks oh. so that he because he was he was it was weird that he was a um a cosmic champion like he needed the armor breaks to work for all of his bleed effects as well um so he could you know take robots apart and that sort of thing just yeah. more of a like nod to him being a cosmic champion that was really cool to see with the with red goblin such a nice sure. inclusion yeah so msd wants to know uh if you think og carnage would still be overtuned in 2021 depends on how long the ramp up was um probably but so like so i mean he was he was in i don't know probably he was play tested in, in probably a dozen different states um so like if, if you're talking about like the most overtuned he ever reached yes he would have still been overpowered today um but that's that's also not like as uncommon as you might 
think. Um, in general, we tend to like bias our initial tuning high because if you bias low, people just don't notice things. Um, if a bleed is wildly overtuned, at least it'll get commented on. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it, it, at at like as 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 overtuned as he ever got on a dev server somewhere, yeah, he would still still be overpowered today. Um. So you've talked a little bit about uh, AW. Uh, so what tier uh, war do you run, and who do you bring with you? Gotcha. We're uh, where are we right now? I think we're near the top of gold. We sort of float at the top of gold and the bottom of platinum, depending on how engaged we are these days. I've I've been in a like. A, a little bit more chill of an alliance for the last little while. I was in a fairly hardcore alliance for a while, and then things got really busy at work, and um, I just had some stuff come up in my personal life, and it was like, I need a little bit more space than this, so I had to step back out of that alliance um, and down into our uh, our less aggressive alliance. But um, um, who do I run regularly? Uh, these days... Um, Cap comes along a fair amount. I've been like finding excuses to bring Doc Ock whenever I can. Um, Nick and Magneto make special appearances sometimes, and uh, um, uh, Gilly and Hyperion are, are occasional guest stars too, depending on who's on my path. Um, Doom comes in um, if I need if I need like to deal with. I need to deal with buffs um, in a generic sense, uh, and if I have like a really aggressive, specific, like gotta strip all the keep the buffs off this guy, then then Symbiote Supreme can show up sometimes too. Um, and and Falcon, I've got a, a rank two six star Falcon, and that lock on is Ooh, is nice. a lifesaver sometimes. Nice. Um, yeah. Every now and uh, again, I do something cheesy with Heimdall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Jay, you got a couple more over there. Yeah, just a few we can wrap up. So uh, what's one character you would add to the game real quick? Add to the game? Just one chance. Uh, Mystique. Yeah. Okay. We actually had a, a carry-on say it last week, so it's actually really sick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. Uh, Gabe Gabe also said he wants to bring Mystique to the game. We need that shape-shifting mechanic, yeah. man. We need it. I wonder how many... So, I like, secretly, like... For me, the the reason I answer Mystique, well, one because I like her as a character, but also uh, two because my um, design test to Kabam included uh, like a champion design, and it was Mystique. Ooh. And uh, Ooh. oh yeah, I remember okay. that. Um, because to do her right, you were talking about the like morphing, like yeah. oh, we need some sort of yeah. morphing tech or whatever. To do her her right, to do her justice, um, to me will will probably indicate that we got some really cool piece of tech built yeah that like really unlocked some space that that we haven't really been able to play in for like technical reasons up until now and so if uh if and hopefully when she shows up um it, it it'll sort of be paired with that like that cool ability to do her right um yeah Dude. So that that would be cool to see happen 
That's awesome, and I, I mean, you know, there, there is a spot on the State of the Battle Realm for, you know, the next mutant event, so if it does happen, you know, that that's a possibility for sure, especially with all the new, the Inferno comic right now with Mystique and Destiny just bringing hell to Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, like, it is so who cool. tagged me? What's going on here? Why do I have a, like, everybody's logged out of the, the design Discord, who's tagging me? Yeah, right? See, like, exactly. Like, this is some of the cool stuff. Like, you know, you think about Mystique and you think, like, well, she should be able to copy somebody's abilities or she should, like, be able to shift her class or do something crazy like that, right? Um, which would, like, absolutely, that kind of stuff would be awesome. Uh, maybe she's already in the game. Excellent. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, or, like, how strong. cool would it be that you, like, you know, you've got a pre-fight and you just, like, slam your pre-fight on any any fight and it's like, okay, cool, so you're Wolverine now. Great, you can you can carry that for yeah. two or three fights and then you could, okay, cool, now you, you change to this character. Cool, you can be that for two or three fights or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff would be super cool. Um, but technically, that's very difficult. Yeah. Technically, yeah. the overhead for, like, having two characters in the game like we push these devices to their limits a lot of the time to like load all of these models in and all the animations and all the effects and all of that stuff so like the idea of like trying to have two of them or three of them or four <laughs> of them is like or all of them you know, if, yeah if you've got a brand new iphone good for you but if you're a couple generations out of date like you know we don't we don't want to overheat anybody's phone or anything right yeah so um, i understand yeah. it we, we talked about it with Gabe. We were like, we know there's limitations to the engine. And like Kabam tipped and Chad just said, nightmare fuel to the engineer, shape-shifting in a meaningful way. Like, it, it really is. One day, I know, I know you guys want technology to get it without crashing, because I know, obviously, loading. You know, there's so many issues that happens with that. So hope, I hope she's killer. She's badass. She'll be in the Me too. game one day. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting I, to see. I want to put my two cents in here, because we had the community vote, obviously. We're... Hercules one, but I was Morgan Le Fay gang all the way. So I one day maybe. Uh, I was. I was. I love to see Morgan. Sentinel. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, I just. Okay. I love. I love the lore tie-in with Doom so much. Yeah, I just wanted. I want it in the game. I think it would be a cool synergy or something. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. Also, whenever we had uh, Gabe on, he was talking about Sandman. Um, so, have you guys worked on Sandman at all? Can we talk about that? <laughs> no, <probably> no spoilers. <laughs> probably so, not. I, um, we've we've looked at Sandman a couple of times, right? Yeah. And it's like he's Sandman. Like the the effects to do that would be all pretty intense, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So that's that's another case of a character that like we want to be careful with, right? We if we're gonna bring this character in. We're, we don't want to we don't want to go halfway right we want to yeah. make sure that that they'll come in and they'll land and they'll they'll look as awesome as they could be so um yeah i've i've been in a in a more than one sort of like tech evaluation of of how possible would this character be and it's okay. it's it's blanched a couple of of rendering engineers <laughs> um but uh but it's 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 not you know we're not af we're not afraid of swinging for the fences and and trying you know biting off a pretty big chunk if we if we seriously think we can chew and swallow then then we'll go for it even um, um spider ham was like such a cool 
tech feat for the team. I just remember like being yeah. in, in some yeah. meetings. And, and I remember you talking about that. Too. Yeah, Aww. the cell shader for Spider-Ham was like pretty wild and something the team never had done before. And I love Spider-Ham. And uh, so, <laughs> he looks yeah. amazing. I was, yeah. I was so excited when I saw him for the first time. Dude, yeah, the, he looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, SP3 the... makes me crack up every single time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have the Q fig that the you guys get. You had a giveaway, and it's him like sniffing a pie floating, <laughs> like it's just on my desk. <laughs> it's perfect, just awesome. Perfect. And that that um, uh, motion comic was was one of the best ones I think we've done. With the that we had like John, John Mulaney. Mulaney big, yeah, big yeah. Shout yeah. Out to that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was... Shout out to our one of our designers like wrote the the script for that, um, and. He's he's a he's a fun guy, and it was it was a, like a huge deal for him to get to write for John Mulaney, um, and he, I think he did a fantastic job. So yeah, I won't. I don't think he. I don't know what his Kabam alias is, so I won't throw his real name out. But if he if he hears it, he'll know who he is. <laughs> also, the voice for the traitor in in uh, our our Emrock videos. Uh-huh. No. Oh really? Okay. Wait, what? He does the voice for the the traitor. Yeah, wow. correct. Oh, okay. That cool. little guy, that the elder. Wow. I did not know that. <laughs> All right. Throw me um, through the loop. <laughs> Ian or Ian. I keep saying Ian for some reason because when I look it's at BG. it. BG. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you play Imrock at all? Uh I I played a bunch. Like we had a, a, a big internal beta. And so we played that a bunch. And then um I, I don't play it now that it's sort of properly out or mostly out in the wild um I, i'm a big uh moba fan like i play more league than is healthy at times like i, mm-hmm. I go through hard league cycles where it, like it eats up it's the only game that i'm playing outside of contest and then i'm like i just can't anymore i have like a string of of league community games and i just like have to back away for a while <laughs> um and so I I really like that uh, the MOBA gameplay style, but I'm I'm so hardwired to like keyboard and mouse it that it like it hurts my brain a little bit to try and do it on a phone, um, and uh, so that's 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 my excuse. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> all right, Jay, like, come on, you want to play the game? <laughs> Stuck in contest world all the time. <laughs> I do play contest like every day. I I I get it. Like I talk, I'm definitely one of like the timing of my alliances, like when we we start alliance quest and where everybody else lives. Like I'm one of those people who's gotta be up by eight o'clock in the morning because I have like I gotta I gotta I gotta get going and I gotta get into that EQ and I gotta finish. Like I'm always sort of halfway through the second section and then I wake up and I I my Lane is waiting for me, and I blitz through the last little section, and and then you know clean everything up for everybody um, with like forty five minutes left on the timer. And so my my officers are tolerant because I'm 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 a good boy, and I usually get in and do it, or I, I get in and do it regularly. But um, yeah, I, I I feel the pain of the like trying to trying to execute AQ with sleep in your eyes. <laughs> I'm on the uh, flip side of that where I was playing a bunch of contests and then uh, Realm came out and then I was just grinding that so hard. I felt like I didn't have time for two games because I was just grinding Realm so hard. So, yeah. yeah. I also really got into that like um, Heresy collectible card game. I'm, a, like a, I'm also, I play 40K, like Warhammer in my, okay. my what little spare time I have because 
boy, is that a hobby <laughs> that will eat up all of your time and disposable income very quickly. Um, but I, yeah, like I like CCGs and that sort of thing. So I've been playing that a fair amount recently as well. And so that's that's also like my my phone's battery is dying because I've I've just been like using it so much. Oh man, <laughs> I need a new phone. It's okay. Mine's kind of old. Uh, Jay, you got a couple more over there. All right. Well, my last question is uh, is it kind of about guillotine? You talked about the buff with obviously for Hercules. Uh, what about the actual buffing of guillotine in the game? Like, what's what's kind of like going on w- with that? If you can kind of explain the process of that or anything you would like to share about it. Anything that we like to share about it? Um, yeah. So again, like like I said, I I was in te- um, play tests for for the guillotine rework, but I wasn't. Um, in the room for all of the decisions but um yeah it's it's an it's another one of those sort of like on the line kind of reworks um we're we're trying to be sort of measured with them right like we we want to buff the characters up we want them to be good but also we want to be careful we don't create a ton of more problems as well um so you know we've we've had some of the reworks be really strong like maybe a little too strong sometimes <laughs> and so we also want to compensate and like keep them like um usually when something like there, there's a, there's an amount of variance right we do everything we can to to reduce the drift right but ultimately there's there's still an element of like we think it's going to land here i'm i'm touch i'm moving my finger around my desk like you can you have any idea what i'm doing right now but um <laughs> so you know we we sort of shoot for um like a, a a middle of the road and sometimes we end up a little bit higher than what we thought we were going to do and sometimes we end up a little bit lower but we try and try mm-hmm. and pick sort of a middle ground to um to allow for room to deviate in both directions and um we're also trying not to be super reactive if we don't have to um there it's it, so like um we we want to be responsive when we think um, or when you think the community thinks that that we sort of miss the mark on something like that, but also it doesn't come without a cost either. Like when we had to like redo hoods rework, um, you know, it came at the expense to some extent of like some of the other work that we wanted to do, and so you have to shuffle the schedule around a lot. Um, so there's there's you know like real world motivations to to not um, upset that schedule if you don't have to. Um, and so we 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 did meet about the you know what should we do with the guillotine rework you know does do we need to swing back around and and um, buffer again or is she okay where she's at and you know so of course like we never want the response to be sort of you know tepid or or lukewarm um, but also we we do want to give give her you know time to settle out and make sure that you know we're not we're not reacting before um you know she's really hit hit her maximum potential um and then also we we also want to be careful that we're we're not setting the expectation or setting the expectation even more that like every single rework champion is supposed to come out as like hugely overpowered or like massively devastating right um right so there's we're, we're trying to walk the line there um you know we have a lot of like it's it's hard for us especially on guillotine like um you know she is one of our characters you know like she is 
we have we have guillotine like all over the studio she's first one she's sort of a yeah she's sort of a figurehead for this for contest in 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 a lot of ways her and civil warrior um yeah so you know we we feel the the motivation and we feel the pressure to like make her crazy um but also we're we're really trying to make decisions for like two or three years from now right we're really trying to make decisions that don't um don't accelerate a, a power creep that we don't want or we're not ready for um we're we're trying to keep every champion in the game interesting in their own way um and uh you know sometimes it sometimes it works perfectly and sometimes it doesn't but um so that's that's sort of where we we came to with guillotine is that you know could she be could she have come out a little bit spicier yeah probably um is she like non-viable as a champion in her current state i don't think that's true either so um i, I don't want to like say that we'll never never look at her again and we'll never change her again um because inevitably, if I was to do that, then somebody else would take the decision to do something about it tomorrow, right? So I don't know. Maybe I should say that then. But um, yeah, it. You know, we, we're trying to keep things measured. We're trying to take a long view of champion reworks and champion launches as well. Um, so we don't we don't want to get into a place where we just buff everybody up all the time, because. Um, because that has all sorts of knock-ons. That has all sorts of long-term considerations to deal with. Um, there's a ton of content already in the game that was benchmarked against sort of a specific power curve. And we we don't really want to just like jump characters way above that curve either. So, um, yeah, I I I understand the the reactions, um, but I I also I also, you know, was one of the the voices in the room saying, "I think this is a a wait and monitor situation, not a uh, an immediate react sort of situation." Yeah, okay, definitely a response I was interested in hearing. So that's really cool. We'll see what what happens. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, like we we hope that the you know we've done a better job of of communicating back and forth with the community. Um, you know, in the last while and, you know, um, over, over time, we hope we're just getting better and better and better. So, um, we, you know, I, I, I personally hope that something like the, the hood rework having to be redone does show that, that we're, we are listening and we're not, we're not trying to take a just sort of like, like it or lump it, cram it down people's throats sort of approach that, um, you know, we, we can't do everything. Um, and so we're we're trying to pick our battles and and um, spend spend people's time and capacity in the places where we think ultimately it will generate the most good for the game as a whole. And uh, you know, if we have to go back and rework something, if we're if we really think you know you or it's pointed out to us that we made a mistake, um, then then we're open to you know hearing those things and and going back later if we have to. Very nice. Um, so, Jay, if you don't have anything else, um, I think I've got a couple more questions. Uh, so you've oh. talked about um, 
uh, spending in game? Do you buy like deals in game for like the black ISO market and stuff like that? The sigil. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't spend super aggressively, um, but I you know I buy the unit um, the unit cards. Um, I <laughs> I hoard my units up for for July Fourth, Black Friday, that sort of thing. Um, so I try and try and get like the best bang for my buck that I can. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm no whale. <laughs> I'm not a, I, I, I don't, uh, don't spend that, that much. Um, and I, I try and, um, you know, sort of keep myself in check there. I, I want to have an experience in the game that is, um, reflective of, of sort of the average player. Um, I think that, that understanding and and being able to empathize with the sort of day to day problems and where the the real progression walls are and what the pinch in the economy at the different um, key progression points really is and that sort of thing, um, it's it's important that that the um, the design team doesn't get too separated from those day to day challenges of the, of the players. Fair enough. <laughs> that was his kid, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, that's my son. He's right across from me. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll ask a question since uh, Jim just asked. He says, which champ besides Guillotine were you hoping to win that vote? Side Guillotine. Wells was in that vote. <laughs> man Joe Fixit, Agent Venom. Hmm. I'm blanking on someone else. Thor, that's what it was. Jane Foster. It's like I know I'm blanking on somebody. Oh, uh, I I would have liked to see Jane Foster win that one. Yeah, I don't. I think she's another sort of like very simple character. Um, she could use a touch up, and like her her whole stick isn't great. Like her whole stick is like how long can you stun lock for? Yeah, and yeah, a stun lock's not. <laughs> a great mechanic like for, from a like game design standpoint it's it's not always the most interesting or, or or awesome thing to sort of build around um so yeah i i think i think i would have liked to see jane win that one I um <clears throat> I was gonna type this, but I'll just say it. Um, I was watching. Uh, speaking of other content creators and Jane Foster, I watched a bunch of videos that Karate Mike made about for Jane Foster, and it gave me like a whole new appreciation for her as a champion. And it just made me want her to win that more <laughs> to see a little bit of love going. I gotta go watch those videos then. Send me. Yeah, I remember that oh, one. Send it to me tomorrow. I'll send it to me on Tuesday. I will. <laughs> yeah, she she held my account like really early on. Um, back in the day when Adder is a four star she's one of my first and yeah it was really it was really nice she was one of my like old school five stars like back when my Ooh. five star roster was was not super exciting it was like her and <laughs> were like the only oh, five stars I had any value <laughs> all right um is that a, is that it just I'm out of questions, man. I'm okay. Gonna... <laughs> All right. If the, if that's it, then we can go ahead and wrap it up. Then. Um, right. I want to th I want to thank uh, Kabam Ion and uh, Kabam Thel for joining us. Um, you guys have definitely shed a lot of light on uh, yeah. on us for for sure from Kabam. 
Um, I want to thank everybody in chat. Uh, thank Jay for streaming us on YouTube and Twitch. Um, welcome, yeah, thanks, guys. That was an awesome interview. And <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming by. Well, thanks for thanks, having us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, this is this is really cool. This is um, not something we get to do very often, or I um, maybe Thel gets to do it a little bit more than I do. <laughs> Different job titles, right? But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, it's it's not often that um, video game designers get to sort of directly. <laughs> it's a sort of directly. Um, Corvus Glaive replacement is what I'm laughing at. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, I like I actually just put that together now. Like I've seen Corvus Glaive replacement float around a few times, but I only only just now put the acronym together. So <laughs> with that what you will. But uh yeah, that I, I do really appreciate chatting with you guys. It's it's um it's super cool to like talk with other people who are as as excited and as passionate about the project you're working on as you are, right? Yeah, totally. I had a great um, time just hanging out and listening to Ayn talk because it <laughs> is just as interesting for me and informative for me <laughs> as a community member to do it. We so should thanks probably so much for having involve us. you in some more meetings then. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a different project, but uh, oh, that's still, true. it's so nice to, uh, to, to listen and to hang out with the community. It's been great. Thanks so much for having us. You're welcome, man. And next week we'll have another Command employee, so that'll be awesome as well. Just get more insight on in the game. Um, right. Who's coming up next? Uh, do you want to announce it, Jay? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Now who's asking for spoilers? Ooh, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> tables have turned. Okay. Hey. Oh, turns tables. <laughs> um, we're gonna have uh, shovel daddy live Ooh. ops. Yeah, yes. no way. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That was, uh, I'm really excited because uh, I think that's so cool. You talked about like live ops a little bit in this interview. So I was like, oh, does anyone know? Does anyone know? What I say about live ops? <laughs> I hope I said nice <laughs> things about live ops. I really like our live ops team. It's full of very nice people. Yeah, no, they're you're, awesome. You're just saying it's alive. That's all, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's part of it, right? Like live ops are the live operations team. That's what right, right. live ops stands for, right? So Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Real quick, a band tip said Joe Fix It would have been his uh, would have been their pick. So I forgot to say that. <laughs> oh, tipped. Yeah. He tipped. He's on the yeah. YouTube. I appreciate that. On the YouTubes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of couple of like hardcore Fix It fans in the studio. Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, eh? Yeah. Also on the live ops team. Yep. Also on the live ops. All team. right. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys again for uh, joining us. And this will conclude another episode of XN Interviews. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks, One everyone. Year, baby. Yeah, thanks for having us. Woo! If you would like to become a proud supporter of XN Interviews, you can go to patreon.com backslash XN Interviews. That's patreon.com backslash X-N-I-N-T-E-R-V-I-E-W-S. Dot com. Thanks for listening.